Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We are live from Barkin' Bitches. That's the name of the store. It's the it's me or the dog casting call, of course. That's the Animal Planet Show with Victoria Stillwell. Joining us is Vlade. Vlade's with us. Welcome to California. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi, Very Vlade. Good. Hi, 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 hi. Yeah. We're going to still take calls like we usually do at 1-866-405-8405. We'll also have advanced screening tickets to the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. This is the new Disney with Andy Garcia and Drew Barrymore on the way. But let's, let's deal with the casting call right now. The whole point of It's Me or the Dog, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the program, it's really just in the title. It says it all, doesn't it? Obviously, there's got to be some kind of rift between you and maybe your spouse. A child, a neighbor, anybody. First one in line, what is your name? Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie, first one in line for the casting call. Is this your husband? A significant other. Significant. What's your name? Bill. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Great. Now, is there like some kind of problem between you two because of the dog? What's going on? I'm actually looking for another place to live. We we live together. We've lived together since I started rescuing dogs. Mm. We just believe in different approaches for obedience and making the dogs listen, and I've had it. I'm the only one. You've had it with Bill or you've had it with the dog? Him. You've had it with Bill. Yeah. So it's really it's me or the dog. It is, Totally. And what's your problem with the dogs? Well, you know, I end up getting up in the middle of the night just about every night because of the uh, the prey drive and the dogs running at the doggy door that's in the bedroom. In other words, the dogs push him out of bed and he lets them do it, so so he sleeps on the couch. I end up on the couch probably about halfway through the night. Oh, and you you probably don't like that, do you? At least I'm sleeping with the dogs. Ah, There you go. (laughs) A lot of my clients' females told me. Some of them enjoying that because they said, I mean, it's so, so hard to say, but they say, you know, the only reason they've got their dogs and they love to sleep with them in the bed to compensate lack of affection and love from their husbands. But I tell my female clients, if you sleep with your dog in your bed, if I would be dog and slept with you in your bed, sorry for that things, I would not listen to you either. That's the reason is why. <laughs> the dog must go out of your bed. That's for sure, you know. So sleep with your husband. Don't sleep with the dog, okay? And what another problem you said? He doesn't... Go ahead. What's that? Well, the problem with not sleeping with the dog is that I believe in crate training. Okay. That's their bed. Uh-huh. He doesn't believe in crate training. He won't put them in their crates where they feel safe. Okay. Therefore, they sleep on the bed. Do they have a kids? No. Do you have a kids? No. If you, I don't know if Americans still putting the kids in the crates, uh, hell. Uh, no, that's illegal now. Crate? You can get in, in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I believe you it. put a child in a crate. But he would not put my dogs in the crate. <laughs> yeah. So he treated the dogs, his dog better than uh, the humans. Okay. okay. Your dog is not the problem. You're the problem. Okay. Okay. So the solutions, let's we fix that problem with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile, if you don't mind. Okay. So first of all, we're going to get this dog out of the crate, uh, out of the bed. Okay, he, he maybe don't need to sleep in the crate. But mm-hmm. what we're going to do, we're going to put the dog bed. Very nice. You can buy from this boutique. I saw a couple of amazing ones. You know, you can put the dog in the crate, to, uh, excuse me, in the bed to sleep. Okay? And you'll be sleeping in the bed with your beautiful wife. Okay. And it's going to be eight hours all night. It's eight hours training. All what your dog will see, you are up. And he is or she is down. And this is eight hours straight training. It's very important. In the canine culture, raising body in the vertical direction is raising in the social status. From the dog's dog mentality, if he has the same rights which you guys have, from his mentality, you have a no rights. 
to demand any behavior out of him and expect to get it. Because you're becoming just a roommate. You're just living together. You're just equals. Equals do not take authority from another equals. Listen, guys. You have to have authority in the relationship with your pet or your world will never change. Okay, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. What do you think about that, Bill? Uh, that sounds good to me. I'd love to get eight hours sleep. Well, now, you, of course, are here for the casting call for It's Me or the Dog and Victoria Stillwell will hopefully help you with your problem. Do you think uh, you, you, you have a pretty eligible problem, I would say, for this program, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to save the relationship? I don't know. I, I want my dogs, but I don't know if I want him till he knows how to make my dogs listen. I can pick you up uh, for in, in the Russian boot camp if you, if you would like to for the train. You know what? You're going to get slapped before the end of the day, buddy. I'll tell you that right now. It's Animal Radio. We're live from Barkin' Bitches in Hollywood. It's me or the dog. We'll be back. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Always a beautiful sunny day as we come to you live from West Hollywood. Uh, we're actually uh, we're actually in an alley, sort of like. Uh, we're in an alley, and I welcome you to California, Vlade. This is the view that you have over here in the dumpster. Thank you, but I, I, I prefer to stay in the shadow because I'm a celebrity. I don't want the sun spoil my face. We are live from Barkin' Bitches. That's the name of the store. It's that the is? It's Me or the Dog casting call. Of course, that's the Animal Planet show with Victoria Stillwell. The whole purpose of It's Me or the Dog is, uh, the casting call, is to find people that are having rifts with maybe family members because... Of a dog. Exactly. And we need to be with you, not just uh, helping you with the pets. We need to be in counselor marriages today with you and uh, police officers and KGB analytic experts try to figure out what the problems the people have. What he said there. Uh, I, can we hop back in line over here? I want to sure, see, sure. see what these... Hi, what's your name? Allie. Hi, Allie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Susan. Are you two related? Yeah. You look like mom and daughter? Yeah. Okay. Is there a problem with the dog in the family? Yeah. What's happening? She chews our house. Choose the house. This must upset mom. It upsets me greatly. The dog has eaten bay windows, doorways, furniture. How, how long have you had the dog? Four years. Four years. In all four years it's been doing this? Yes, if she's left alone. And have you set out an ultimatum, the dog's got to go or you got to go? There have been times where I've decided I'm going to ship the dog to um, my brother in New York. <laughs> you don't like your brother much, huh? Well, he lives on a farm, so I okay. thought that might work. Um, yeah, it's it's a major problem. So it is a major problem, and, and you, of course you don't want... It's probably... I'm thinking it's your dog, right? Yeah, my dog. So you want to cure this problem as fast as possible? Yeah. Okay, do you think Victoria Stillwell will help you with this? Or yeah. could help you with this? She's my favorite dog trainer, so yeah. She Now, she is a great dog trainer. I want to introduce you to Vlade. He's the male counterpart of, uh, of uh, Victoria Stillwell. I mean, he would be the, uh, the, the male Victoria Stillwell. He's uh, not as attractive as she is. Uh, I have the same long legs. Yeah, your your Michigan accent is a little tough sometimes to understand. Okay, okay, okay. But, but you know what? But you know what? They have a very simple dilemma. Yes, and what I'm, is it? I'm going to talk slowly okay. so you will understand it better. So I understand you. Okay. So this is a very easy things to do. Your dog is chewing you people out of your house, not because you have a bad dog, just because... She's the dog, and she needs something to chew. 
So what I would do if I were you, I would go to your local pet store and get for her maybe five, seven new toys. I would be focusing on the chew toys, play toys, but mostly chew toys. I would pick compressed rawhides, not the regular rawhides, compressed. They're more durable. Uh, they're more safer. I would get the bullet stick. Just tell them bullet stick. They will know what you're asking for. Very safe and the great chew toys. I would organize two free sets of those toys. Put one set on the, uh, on the floor and hide another. And after, bring another and keep rotating them. After that, I would put me or you and your dog through the system. That system includes your dog for the next two weeks needs to be in three positions or you supervising her. What do you mean by supervising? You need to keep one of your, one of your eye on your dog as the hawk. Now, position number two, if you cannot keep one of your eye on your dog as a hawk, she needs to go in the crate. And position number three, she needs to be outside. Remember, the dog is the creature of habits. If within two weeks, she's not going to chew your merchandise, but she's going to chew just her toys, which you positively reinforce it. She chew her toys. Good girl. You know, she's going to be switching to the right habits. Mom, I know you. your daughter said to me, my KGB sources told me before when you came, you hate that crate. Listen, get over that quick because it's not it's not something makes makes uh, like a bigger cream. No. She's shaking. You she know, I was shaking I, I, because because, because probably it's a plastic crate. Is it plastic no, crate? It's, metal? It's, it's yes. Metal. She never had experience to being in the crate or being in the crate. We've tried the crate. Nothing to try. Just do it. You can introduce that crate in a nice way by tossing the cookie, giving her, feeding her there. But I know. But eventually, it's not up to her. Put her in the crate. Close the crate. If she's screaming and uh, and the whining in the crate, approach to the crate. Smack smack the crate, not the dog. Make the sound. Ah! Startle her. She stops. Good girl. And make sure build it slowly. Put her in the crate when you're home. Not when you leave the house. And gradually increase the time. Uh, no matter what you say, I saw the people like you who did not believe in this. But if you stick with the process and gradually have her in the crate more and more, she will like it. At least tolerate it. She, she, she bent the bars to the crate, though. Because you're putting her in the crate for a long period of time. We took her on vacation. We bought a crate and we went on vacation and we had her sleep in the crate mm -hmm. and we tried like half hour periods where we would come back. No, no, no. Start. Chew, chew everything I, no, we no, put no. in the you, crate. What is your name again? Susan. Susan, you are not listening what I'm telling to you. You got to put your dog for five, seven minutes in the crate when you are home. And at any time she's squealing or showing distress, you smack the crate with your hand as you make the sound. Ah! Look at this. Just to startle her, right? Yes. Okay. She stops, say, good girl, and don't even look at her. Just pretend you she does not exist. And passing through, she's going to squeal a little bit, do the same things. If she doesn't squeal, give her love. The only time you give her discipline when she's bad, but never when she's good. She's quiet. Good girl. Maybe stop by when she's quiet five times, give her a piece of the cheese. And gradually build it up. But nothing you can take can be taken out of content. You gradually put her in the crate and do the way I just suggested to you. Don't be passive. Be the active. What, well, what if what if she starts chewing something that she's not supposed to be chewing? How do we react? If she's chewing, if she's chewing in your house, she, like I said, position number two, she must be under your supervision. So if you chew any bad 
any any anything which you don't want her to chew. Clap your hands, move forward, make the sound. Ah, boom! Startle her. She backs up. Say, "Good girl," and give her something you want her to chew. If let's say plastic bones and other things, make it more attractive. Put peanut butter on top of them. After wipe them, make sure they are attractive for her to chew. Every time she grabs the wrong things, boom, boom. If she grabs the right things, good girl, show two opposite approaches at the same time. And between, gradually put her in the crate and build it up. Build it up. Build it up. If you're so bad about the crate, use the barrier in a small area. Supply her with those two things. But remember, don't allow her to be complaining there. And do it gradually with your presence in the home. Don't leave the house. Be in the home. So at any time she starts to do something wrong, you will be right on target. That's what you should do. Now, another thing which is really overlooked, and I gotta tell you, you have to put the color on leash, and before even you do this practice, walk with her around your house. Let's go. Sit, stay. Calm. Down. Uh, put the doggy pack back on her. Uh, get her in the basement. Tossing the items. Make her run back and forth. Absorb, absorb that physical energy. Absorb that mental energy. Make, your be, make her dog be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. And after that, do these things with the crate. And from that time, she's, she, she's, she's uh, complaining. Boom. Snack the crate. Ah! She stops at you. Okay. And you say, good girl. Everything do in combination, not just separately. Trust me, it's going to work. I hear it works. <laughs> well, she doesn't cry or bark. She, she actually trembles. Uncontrollable trembling. She's very neurotic. She's not a... Um... Okay, I was nervous the day I got married, but they turned around really well for a while. Every unknown thing is nervous. You remember that time when your first time was dating the boys? Mm -hmm. The same experience. Okay, but the doctoring that dating the boys, the more attention you give, the less you will get in return. Okay, so in other words, exercise her physically and mentally. Again, you know, you're like a, you know, you, you give me answer, you don't, you don't, you give me question, you don't listen to the answer. You think about the next question to us. I know, I'm kidding, I love you dearly, but you know what? I see your pain, I understand you. It is Vladi the Russian the dog wizard. We are live from It's Me or the Dog Casting Call in West Hollywood. We'll be back with more Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. 
They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Coming to you live this weekend from It's Me or the Dog, the casting call. We're at Barkin' Bitches, 505 North Fairfax. And we're you trying can... to decide if that's West Hollywood or Los Angeles. I Yeah, really, either way, I'm uh, fine with it. Uh, if you want to learn more, it's nearthedog.com, of course. Links to everything you've heard on today's, today's show at animalradio.com. As well as information, we're giving away tickets, advanced screening tickets all month long to Beverly Hills Chihuahua. This comes out October 3rd, but you'll see it before it's in theaters, uh, courtesy of Animal Radio. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Fran. Hi, Fran. How are you doing? Okay. Where are you? Are you driving? Um, yes, we're in Iowa today. In Iowa, so you must drive a truck for a living. Yes, I do. Okay. You are on with Dr. Debbie. What's going on in your life? My son brought home on August the eighth. They, they brought brought home a puppy, um, mm-hmm. and about two days after they brought the puppy home, she got really sick. They took okay. her to the vet emergency room, and the vet there said she had tested positive week for the parvo virus. Okay. I, I've never heard of parvo before, so. Um, they gave her some amoxicillin for two weeks and some other medicines and sent her home with my son. Um, okay. I'm a truck driver. I got home on a Tuesday that would have been the 12th and, um, I brought some penicillin and I gave her a shot of penicillin on the 12th and on the 13th. Um, after that, she did quite well. She's doing really good. Um, She's eating really good, running around the house now. Um, but I have, I mean, I have some questions because, like I said, I really don't know anything about this. Yeah. And I'm going to back up a little bit and ask you a couple of questions here. Um, what's the puppy's name? Um, Mary Jane. And um, what breed is she? Um, well, we either think she is full-blooded German Shepherd or she's, Dolby German Shepherd mix. We okay. we're not sure. And how old is she? Well, we believe she's either two or three months. Um, I don't think she's more than that because she still has her baby teeth. Okay. All right. Well, and, and do you know much of anything about her background? Where she came from? If she had any puppy shots before you got her? She had no puppy shots before we got her. The only thing we really know about the background is there were six in the litter, and two of them have died from this parvo. 
One was oh, very sick and in the hospital, and one was healthy as can be. We don't know about the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, you said they did test Mary Jane for the parvo, and it, she tested positive. Is that correct? Yeah. We, the doctor said positive weak or weak positive. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that meant. I, I, I'm assuming yeah, that she, it's kind of a um, somewhat something we look at because if there's a possibility Mary Jean was just vaccinated prior to testing, sometimes we can get a weak positive, and that's why I was kind of trying to get some of that information out because um, that can make it very confusing, and I see that a lot of times when people suspect their dog might have parvo and they bring it into the vet and we vaccinate it and they don't tell us they think it's sick and you know it can make the interpretation of a test difficult so that's why i wondered if whoever had her beforehand you know had done any kind of preventative care in that way but we can also get a a weak parvo test doesn't mean that they have little bit of disease versus a lot of disease but what it means is that we're not shedding a lot of the virus and that's kind of how we pick it up on that test is you know we take a unfortunately a little q-tip up the backside and we test for the amount of viral particles there so if a pet has the virus but it's not really shedding a lot in their poop um, we don't pick up a lot in the test it could be a weak positive test um, whereas there are some dogs that shed tremendous loads of virus and that test is just a flaring positive right away. But you said you're not too familiar with parvo and like what the disease is all about. Um, have you been around since the uh, 1970s, 1980s? Yeah. Did you have dogs um, back then? I'm a cat person, and I they, she was my <laughs> only dog. <laughs> So yeah. This is quite new to me. Yeah, and the reason I was asking is historically parvo has been around for a good while and it was about the 1970s, 1980s when the virus really started to come out and it took control of the dog population and really devastated um, you know, making many 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 pets sick. Um nowadays we still see it and um it is completely preventable with vaccination, but there's always kind of a challenge in that um the disease itself and I'll give you a little background Obviously, Obviously, you know about it, but for those listeners that might not be familiar with parvo, it's a virus that goes into basically the pet's intestinal tract, and it uh, causes them to be unable to digest foods. They vomit. They have diarrhea. A lot of times, it's even bloody in nature. Um, they get uh, a loss of appetite. They're very dehydrated, and uh, it's a very debilitating disease, and it's highly fatal. So um, a lot of pets, you know, even with therapy, might not survive, and I'd have to say that, you know, um, I don't know what uh, was going on with uh, you know veterinarian and what how the pet was treated, but for most pets, if they're very seriously ill with parvo, I hospitalize these babies and I get them on IVs, I get them on antibiotics, and we talk about anti-vomiting medicines. And there's there's a lot of things we can do for parvo, um, even Tamiflu, which they use for uh, human uh, influenza cases and viral cases. We use that for dogs with parvo. So there's a lot of really cool things to treat it. My suspicion is it sounds like Mary Jane had a very mild case of this um, since she was treating it treated in an outpatient fashion. But well, uh, a lot of dogs don't have that luxury, and it, it is very serious, and it's it's a bad disease to get. Well, I have a quote. Well, she was really bad. I think what helped it happened is um, they wanted to keep her there overnight, but I didn't have the money. Like I said, my kids just brought her home. Mom, you know, we love this dog. Oh. And yeah. being a mom, and two days later, she was so sick. So I didn't have the funds. 
so they gave me the amoxicillin, and the doctor said, well, try this. And she gave me a couple of other things on my son's. And then when I came home, I actually stopped at a feed store on my way home because I'm a truck driver and got some penicillin and gave her the extra doses. And I think that may have helped her um, as well. Well, good. I'm glad she's pulling through that. Um, and, and I want to kind of clarify one thing is that, you know, the antibiotics don't treat the virus. Um, it's a virus that the body has to really fight and kick it on its own, and we support the pet during that. But antibiotics are important, but for a different reason, and, and it's because parvo kind of attacks the lining of the dog's intestinal tract, and it makes it very susceptible, the pet, to, to acquire a bacterial infection on top of things, and they can become septic. So antibiotics are generally given when, with parvo cases, but it's, it's not really treating the infection. It's just treating this, you know, the tag-along problems. Oh. So, um, so yeah, okay. I want to make sure we get that point out there for anyone who's listening. And then okay. the one other thing that we really need to talk about is, you know, is how do you prevent this? And, um, you know, what can we do to ensure that, you know, either your friends or your family members, you know, their dogs don't get parva? That's a really big question here. And have you tried anything so far or has your veterinarian advised you of things? Well, we've been, she hasn't been around any other dogs, um, We've been reaching her cage down, and uh, we're keeping her confined into the um, kitchen area and that, and, of course, mopping the floor all the time with a bleach solution. Um, good. And really washing her toys off. In fact, what we did is throw all of her, her toys away, and I went out and got her some new toys. Yeah, yeah, and this virus is really, the virus is very durable, and it can last indoors for, gosh, you know, there's some studies that say even six months to a year um, outside. Is the best way to keep it, kill it? I'm sorry? Is bleaching the best way to kill it? Yeah, the best way to actually deal with the virus is to give or to apply a dilute bleach solution. And and I generally use about a a half a cup diluted into a gallon of water. Um, Shouldn't burn your eyes or your pet's eyes. Um, And obviously you can only use that on solid surfaces, you know, kennel areas, floors. You know, and that's what's hard is the carpet. You just can't disinfect that. So any kind of surfaces, you know, you can clean, do your best. But there's no way to be absolutely certain you can eliminate that virus and sit back and go, whoo, you know, it's gone. <laughs> Definitely be very important to talk about vaccinating. And, um, you know, we want to vaccinate all puppies for parvo. And there's a, we want to have at least three sets of puppy shots between the weeks of six and 16 weeks of age. So if you got a puppy out there and, and you're worried about this, this is something we can prevent. You need to make sure we get those vaccines done. Parvo is, you know, one, one thing also I want to mention is parvo. A lot of people think if you don't take your dog around other dogs that they can't get parvo. And I hear that a lot of times that people say, I never take my dogs out of the backyard. How can they get this? Well, we know pigeons fly from yard to yard and they often eat dog food that's in the backyard. So even for pets that never leave the yard, we can get like wild birds that travel from one yard to another and actually bring fecal matter along on their little 
beat. Um, and humans, we do the same thing. So um, you want to make sure that if you are going out around other dogs, that you're being cautious. Make sure they're only well-vaccinated dogs, especially if you have pups. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, you can do everything right, and these diseases still can pose a threat. Okay, one 405 to talk to Dr. Debbie right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It's hard enough to find love, but finding someone who loves you and all your pets can be even trickier. A new Dutch website, www.dareandmens.nl, loosely translated to mean animal-human, says it's a meeting place for all animal lovers. Whether you're looking for that special someone, someone who likes snakes and spiders, or someone to take care of your chickens when you're on vacation. The site was started by Betty Bowery, inspired by her friends who were telling her how difficult it was to meet someone, especially if they had more than one pet. Members can describe themselves and their pets and then contact each other through the website. Betty started the site, but she doesn't really need it. She's already met her match, and they have 13 dogs and 4 cats between them. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The pet food recall issued last week by Mars Pet Care U.S. is continuing. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration said pedigree brand dog food is being recalled due to possible salmonella contamination. The food, sold under the name Pedigree Complete Nutrition, Small Crunchy Bites, was shipped to stores in Nevada and California. Albertson stores in Southern California and Las Vegas have pulled the product from store shelves. The 20-pound bags of recalled food can be returned to the place of purchase for a refund. When someone near you yawns, do you? Yawning is contagious, and it seems dogs are just as sensitive to catching it. A study at London's Birkbeck College tested 29 dogs with 72% showing susceptibility to catching human yawns. Researchers say the behavior showed dogs have the ability to read human cues and, quote, may relate to their capacity for empathy, end quote. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Now, I hear this all the time. Every time you say this, the phones ring off the hook. You say we can't sleep with our dogs. Now, frankly, 
Well, this is serious. I love sleeping with my dogs. I love sleeping with my cats. But you're saying that if I let them into the bed, that I'm saying they're more powerful or as powerful. I would like alpha. to. I would like to clear it up. Okay, please. I can sleep. I can allow you to sleep with your dog, or I can allow pet owners sleep with their pets if they are obeying. Let's say you see my little Mika. Yes. You saw how obedient she is. She's very obedient. She's yeah, she even can bring room. Pepsi. I'm serious. She can open the refrigerator and bring, bring Pepsi Cola to me. So honestly, I don't care if she sleeps or not. You can ask my wife, and hopefully she will gonna keep her mouth shut because she can reveal. I do allow. I do allow my dog sleep in the bed. No, I'm not gonna keep my mouth shut. Okay. I, I hear that she's truth. I do allow her jump in the bed and such and such. <laughs> That's true. I allow him to do that. <laughs> But you know what? She deserved it. She is not problem maker. Ah. So what my point is, don't try to people eat your cake and have it too. If you have unruly pet, you need to make sure start from the structures. That structures in, involves no sleeping in the beds. And after that, you can basically, when your dog is going to behaving, you can get her privileges back. Otherwise, you're just equals. You're becoming just roommates. Okay, so you can get the privileges back. So you're saying after you've established the alpha dominance, then you can allow the dog into the bed. Yeah, alpha leadership. I, alpha. I want to be politically correct. Not dominance, leadership. Okay. Leadership, yes. Yes, we have to be politically correct today. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Feline heartworms, a deadly and hidden threat. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. Most cat owners don't worry about heartworm disease, and fewer still use any sort of heartworm preventive. But as veterinary scientists continue to discover, feline heartworm disease has become a severe threat to our cat companions. Recent studies have shown that 26% of cats from the Gulf Coast area have signs of heartworm infection at some point in their lives, and 10% of them actually have heartworms. Yet only about 5% of all cat owners use any sort of heartworm preventive. Like dogs, cats acquire the parasite from mosquitoes, but this is where the similarity ends. Cats are abnormal hosts for the heartworm. And these heartworms will live very shortened lives. Now, you might think that's a good thing, but heartworms actually can cause more serious and severe disease in cats than they do in dogs. It is not unusual for a dog to live many years with 50 worms in their heart. But a cat with a single heartworm can die suddenly, often with no apparent clinical signs whatsoever. In addition, your inside-only cat is just as susceptible as an outdoor tomcat. In fact, some studies show indoor cats are more susceptible. Upon infecting a cat, the heartworm larvae will travel through the blood vessels of the heart and lungs, where it grows to be about two inches long. At this time, cats may exhibit some respiratory symptoms that are often misdiagnosed as bronchitis or asthma. As the heartworms get older, symptoms will often diminish. In fact, evidence suggests that the live heartworms actually suppress the cat's immune function and the cat appears to tolerate infection. But when these older worms start to die, massive inflammation can occur, leading to acute lung injury and even sudden death in your cat. The cats literally die within an hour. So, what signs should you look for to make sure your cat is safe? Cats with heartworm disease may exhibit 
difficulty breathing, coughing, or vomiting. Because this disease can cause such a terrible outcome in a short period of time, your veterinarian should immediately examine any cat that has these signs. Now, tests are available for heartworm disease, but again, unlike dogs, testing cats is complex and confusing. To make matters even worse, there's no approved way to treat heartworm disease in cats. So, prevention is the key. And on that front, there's some good news. Heartworm preventives are available for cats and are as easy to give as the medications designed for dogs. These preventives are available in both oral and topical formulations, and your veterinary staff can help you choose the right one. Your veterinarian can also help you make sense of the heartworm testing options we have for cats. Preventing heartworm disease in cats is only one step to helping your feline friends live long and healthy lives. Twice yearly physical exams, blood tests, and appropriate vaccinations can all do their part to ensure your cat's health. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And we are we are coming to you live from the It's Me or the Dog casting call in Los Angeles. Uh, we figured out officially it is Los Angeles. Yes, not West Hollywood. But I can say that my mic cord seems to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> they're, they're trying to reel me in. one 405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or to Vlade, who's taking calls from on the road today. Oh, we want to welcome KYNO1300 in Fresno, a new affiliate to the Animal Radio Network. We uh, we actually worked out of Fresno for a while. Yes, we did. I really enjoyed that Very area. Nice. I like living in that city. Underrated. Let me tell you, a nice city. So welcome aboard. Give us a call. Let us know. This is not the usual show this week. We're on the road this week. Uh, usually we're uh, all tucked away in a closet. They bring us out for the weekends in a studio in uh, Paso Robles, California. Oh. Oh, stop yapping. Guest on the phone. Okay, this guest, very cool. Lisa Lung is joining us. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very good. I understand that you've created a doggy-style speed dating service. Yes, we've created New York and America's very first dog, um, dog walk speed dating event. Okay, so this is for humans to find spouses or, or mates or partners or friends, uh, not for the dogs necessarily, is it? Or is it for both? Well, it's for both. There's, there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, of course, there's the speed dating aspect um, uh-huh. where you get to date 10 to 12 other, you know, singles of the opposite sex. But the bonus is that you know that they enjoy animals. Um, on top of it, your dog is getting to date them at the same time. I am, so many people, in fact, one of the reasons we came about with this was research suggests that people will turn down people if their dog doesn't like them. It's often more important than the parental um, okay for some people. So knowing that, we decided, you know, to create this that way. When you date someone with this, you know whether your dog likes them or not. You can automatically check off that or not check it off. As well as your dog has the opportunity to meet other, you know, dogs that are in the city. And so even if you don't find, you know, the one or the mister right now, um, your dog can find some new friends. Okay, so let me get this straight. And this starts, by the way, on September 21st, Sunday, September 21st from Central Park. You guys are going to be out there. And you're going to be doing the usual speed dating thing where I imagine you're sitting at a table and you have one or two minutes to talk to the person on the other side of the table. And then you sort of rotate. It's like musical chairs. You rotate through people and you get names and addresses. Actually. 
actually, it's um, it's a brand new format entirely. Like it's um, last summer, um, we decided to take the opportunity and, and roll out this dog walk. Uh, sorry, this dog feed dating event for dog lovers that were going to this event. Um, and we held it just exactly as you imagine, would imagine this one would have been. It was in a park. People were sitting down. You know, we had bowls of water for the dogs. But we noticed, you know, they're dogs, so they're really restless. And, you know, as dog owners, they love their dogs. They're attending to their dogs. So, you know, how could we get over this problem and make it successful? Well, we decided to launch it in New York City in Central Park. And you're actually walking your dog as you date, and then you rotate your date. I love it. As you walk. So it's, it's very active. You're getting the exercise. So not only are you saving time with your dating, you're getting your dog walked down in it. Um, you know, it's, it's just beneficial and time efficient. What a relaxed way to meet somebody. You don't have all that pressure and tension of trying to make small talk. Now, how exactly, exactly. How? There's always something else. There's already, there's already a common shared interest. You both love dogs. You are obviously active enough to be walking. So even if it's someone that you don't necessarily have a natural spark of conversation with, you're going to have something that you can talk about. If you want to sign up for this, is this one full that's coming up in Central Park, or can you still go to it? You can actually still enroll in the launch if you go to fastlife.com. And then there should be a, there'll be a link on the side, a big banner for the dog walk, and you click that and you go register for it. Beautiful. We'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. You're a very fast talker, Lisa. I take it you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate your time today. No problem. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Will you send us pictures? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We'll and if you guys are in the area, I hear you're, you're traveling around. If you're in the area, feel free to join us. Okay, sounds like fun. Hold on for one second there. We do have more Animal Radio on the way. We're coming to you live from the It's Me or the Dog. That's, of course, Animal Planet show with uh, Victoria Stillwell. They're doing a casting call. There's some unruly dogs here. We'll find out all about their stories next right here on Animal Radio. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Return Walk. With Return Moi's service, pet owners know that if their pet goes missing, finders can easily and immediately contact Return Moi 24 hours a day. To learn more, visit www.returnmypets.com. Hey, Julie, you have to get one of these Return Wa pet tags for Daisy. Last week, Max got lost and was back home in just two hours. Really? How does it work? It's simple. Each pet tag has a unique ID number, which is linked to your name and number. If Daisy ever gets lost, the finder just calls Return Wa's 1-800 number. It's totally safe, confidential, and rewarding. Check out www.returnmypets.com. Don't delay. Protect your pet today at www.returnmypets.com. Hi, it's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Be my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally potograph. More tales are coming this year. Give it of the heart. And remember, 
Brink, brink. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome back. It's Animal Radio. We are live from the It's Me or the Dog. It's the casting call. Uh, these are the same people that made the program Super Nanny. Now, that was a pretty big program. Did you, have you heard of Super Nanny? Yes, I loved her. Okay, well, she has the same sexy accent like I have. The Super Nanny does? <laughs> yes, she does. Okay. Well, of course, It's Me or the Dog has been on for, uh, well, this will be the second season. It's doing very well on uh, Animal Planet. And they're casting for the next season, and they're looking for dogs that are unruly. A little bit out of control. And this is just, you, you thrive on this environment, oh, don't I you? I love it. I met so many unruly dogs here in, in, in your Los Angeles, you know, and I just, you know, not enjoying, but I'm enjoying to helping the people out. And right now we're staying, what is your name, please? My name is Blue, like the color blue. Oh, I love it. Blue. Okay. Blue. I haven't seen that one. I haven't heard that one, but okay. I'm from Russia anyway. So anyway, so what is your problem? Uh, my problem is, is that Chloe is an escape artist, and she's a little headstrong. You know, she she can fly over fences. Now, when you say escape artist, she'll be you'll look, and then she'll be gone. Well, uh, she, she can scale fences really well. If she's in a comfortable environment, she doesn't try and, and escape. Like if you open the door, but if she were to be left in a in a yard unattended, and she could get over sure. easily. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, I hear about this all the time. All the time. Right? All the time. I, have, I don't have... I, I think they, they just don't have a good relationship with... But but again, what is your name, please? She's a shelter. Blue. Her. I already got it. I already got it. Blue. You forgot her name? Okay. No. Yeah, I got it. Uh, hell. Stay. Stay. Up. Up. Good boy. Okay. Okay. Blue. Whatever in your name. Let's... You will be blue. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, so <laughs> you're like some pedestrian who who crossed the road, pay attention to the bicycle, and don't see the big bus approaching from your left. Right. So you're talking about some symptoms of your problem. You're like typical American pet owners. You are looking for the aspirin for your headache, and you're just ignoring the real cause of your problem. How you react when the dog dies like this? What would you do? I try to comfort her. Okay, that you're making it, making it even worse, because you're comforting her mind when she's in such insecure stage, which making her even be more insecure. You're basically telling her, oh, that's okay, my girl. Right. And so what I would like you to do, start with the obedience thing. Teach her be more secure. Okay. And say, let's go, sit, stay, calm down, make sure work with her two times per day. That will... Not just establishing uh, establishing uh, security in her mind because you'll be bossed, uh, boss, and she will serve the social function she intended to, just to be part of your pack, and you will be pack leader. But it also will relax her because it will draw, drain down that nervous energy. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kids sleep well. Okay, so that's what you need to do. And after that, we're gonna talk about why she wants to escape from you because she doesn't have a relationship with you. Where does your dog sleep? Hope- Another family relationship. Okay, where does your dog sleep? In your bed? Uh, yes, or on the floor. Uh, privileges is very important. Yeah. You you want to make sure uh, by showing the right right structures, you're telling her you're the boss too. Mm-hmm. Get 30 foot line, long line from the clothes store. Okay. Cut maybe 15 foot out of it. Attach one end to the collar. Another end attach to the doorknob. Open the door and say bye baby, oh. go. I don't want to see you. Just I don't let him go. Just huh? let her go. And she's going to run, hit the end of the rope, and after that, boom. And you say, good girl, come on, baby. She comes to give her cheese. Good girl, put her back in the seat, stay. Open the door, say, go ahead, make my day. Do three, four times. After that, she's not going to run. She's not the stupid. Because dogs don't do for long, which doesn't work for them. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're coming to you live from It's Me or the Dog, the casting call. Hello, this is Dom DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. 
Love your pets. They'll always love you back. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. This is Gary Helton for the Animal Radio Network. Separation anxiety can occur in dogs of all ages and breeds. These dogs may bark frequently when they are left alone, sometimes barking for hours. Most dogs, when left alone, find a familiar spot and go to sleep. However, a dog suffering from separation anxiety will become extremely anxious, or they may actually become destructive. In extreme cases, your dog may become depressed, suffer from diarrhea, and even bite himself. They don't understand where you've gone or if you'll ever come back. Some people think that their dog is barking and tearing up the home on purpose and that he's a bad dog, but this behavior is related to being a pack animal. If you punish your dog for this, you can actually make the situation worse. But there are things you can do to help. Try crating your dog. By limiting his range of motion, you can actually reduce his anxiety and stress. It's a good idea to make sure that he has some toys to chew on while he's in the crate. You should also ignore your dog just before leaving. By that I mean don't make a lot of fuss by giving him extra attention and then stop all of a sudden and leave. Some people actually leave the radio or TV on while they're gone. You can leave these on in a room where you usually are and then close the door. When your dog hears it, he might feel that someone else is in the home. Another good idea is to exercise your dog before you leave the house. A tired dog is less likely to be stressed. Ten minutes of playing, such as chasing a ball, is also a good way to exercise him before you leave. You can practice these procedures several times, leaving your dog for longer periods each time. Remember to give him rewards for good behavior, and this should eventually reduce his anxiety and stress. Learn more about everything we've talked about today at your complete Animal Super site, AnimalRadio.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You did it again, Judy. You had me watching a whole season of another reality show. I really get into these, especially when they're animal related. At the very beginning, I said, no, I am not going to watch. I am not going to watch. And of course, she T-Rose it. She has it in her office. And frankly, ladies and gentlemen, her office is the best office here at Animal Radio. So we all go out and we hang in there and she turns it on. And we got into it and kept watching it and watching it. And uh, the winner, Groomer of the Year, Artist, he joins us. Hey, Artist, how you doing? Hey, hello, everybody. How's it going? Very good. You must be one happy guy. I'm not happy, man. I'm ecstatic. I got my van. I got my money. I'm just burning rubber all in the city. I'm just wild out here, man. I'm loving it. Now, for people that know nothing about Groomer has it, it was uh, on Animal Planet, and it was yep. a bunch of uh, groomers who got together, and they competed every week, these uh, grueling competitions. Yes, very grueling. And for a uh, mobile unit from Wagon Tails, is that correct? Yes, it's not just a mobile unit, but it's like the pit mobile of doggydom. It's the bomb, man. The mobile grooming unit is an understatement. It's like a house, a salon, and a chick mobile on wheels. <laughs> also, fifty grand too, huh? Yeah, you know the money don't hurt. You know, fifty grand and a truck and a little fame. You know, hey, I'm living a life. Well, now how's business going? Are you, I bet you're pretty booked. Yeah, I'm pretty booked. The only thing is, some people call me like from New York. Some people call me from. Uh, Illinois, and they ask you know, can I groom their their dog? I'm like, yeah, you know, ten thousand dollars, I'll drive out there and groom your dog, no problem. But yeah. other than that, because I'm in California, you know, sure. so I can't go everywhere. But you know, the love I get and the support is wonderful. And to be new at it, 
And to have this much business is like amazing. Any celebrities calling you up and saying, uh, "Why don't you come over and groom my dog?" Oh yeah, man. Oh, oh put this out there. Hold on. Huh? Hugh Hefner. I want to tell you officially, girls next door meet groomer of the year. I'm coming to your house and I'm grooming all of your dogs. Ooh. I heard it here first. Now, listen, you really sort of gave up the competition. I don't want to say gave up the competition, but there was a moment, there was an epiphany that happened during the series where you could have gone for the easy win, but instead you wanted to help a dog that was down and out. What was going on in your mind? Oh, you know, at, at that point when, I, when we went to the shelter, you know, everybody's, you know, trying to win this competition, which is obvious. That's why I was there. We're there to win and, you know, make the money, but... It comes to a point where you have to decide what's more important. And, yeah, the money would have been nice. And I thought I was going home. But in that moment, sometimes you have to make a decision, okay, what what situation would benefit the most? Is it me or do I want to give to something else that would need it more so than I? So in that moment, I made that decision, and I actually forgot about the consequences. But, hey, it worked out. It worked out. It did. Well, you endeared America, and I believe you oh, endeared Judy yes, and everyone here. Yes, I wanted here. you to win way back Oh, then. thank you. Hey, yes. you see me at theme song. Go artist. Go artist. Go artist. Go artist. Go artist. So now do you have a store? Are you opening up a store, too, or do you need it with this uh, mobile vehicle? You know what? I, I started a shop. I love the shop. Shops are wonderful. But when I got the mobile vehicle, I got a freedom that is absolutely amazing. Uh-huh. I can do what I want when I want. There's absolutely very little pressure. So I'm going to make this mobile work. I'm a master the mobile industry. And then I'm going to do the shop. Then I'm going to do the schools, the lectures, all that. So mobile is on the agenda right now. I'm going to eat the mobile plate. I'm going to lick the plate. I'm going to wash the plate, I'm going to put it on the cabinet, and then I'm going to get the shop plate, and I'm going to make that work, too. If somebody just wants to get their dog groomed and they know that you're the best doing it, how can they get in touch with you? Well, you can go to artistgrooms.com, www.artistgrooms.com. You can click on the blog and go to my information, my business card, or you can call me, uh, 213-327-9805, Artist Premium Grooming. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. I understand that you may or may not be at this party. Where is this? What is this? What is this? I I heard Judge Joey Volani talking about it. Well, hey, you know what? I've got a lot of invitations to a lot of parties, and yeah. I'm a party animal. I'll bring the van. I'll turn the music on. We can get those some disco lights. Say we can have dogs running around. Wherever, <laughs> so wherever party you want me at, I'm there. But I'm going to be at Hershey, one of the largest dog conventions in the world. Hershey, Pennsylvania. You're going to be at a Groom Expo. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. I'm teaching a class on gentle grooming the artist way. Uh-huh. It's going to be the bomb. You know, artist, a few minutes ago we had Vlade, our Russian dog wizard. He was saying that you can't sleep with your dogs. Do you have any dogs at home? Oh, my goodness. You have to have a dog at home. Who is he and why did he say that? Give me a break. My dog sleeps with me. My dog goes to work with me. My dog eats dinner with me. I have a place at the table for him. My dog is my best friend. He's my mentor. He's my counselor. He keeps me from doing road rage. He talks to me. He licks my feet. Why wouldn't I let him sleep with me? He does everything. My dog is my friend. You let you sleep with your friend. My son sleeps in the bed with me. My dog sleeps in the bed with me. My dog slept underneath my, my son's crib for a year after he was born. Dogs have feelings. They have emotions. All right? Cats, animals, everything that lives and breathes has emotions. And we should cater to that. You don't just let your dog sleep on the floor just because of the dog. No. It has feelings. It's a creature. Yes, buddy. Get at me. <laughs> Is Animal Radio Network.
Welcome back. It's Animal Radio Live from It's Me or the Dog, the casting call at Barkin' Bitches in West Hollywood. Hi, who's this? Pamela Mays. Hi, Pamela. How are you doing today? Hello, you? Very good. What's your name? Brandon. Brandon and Pamela and a couple of dogs. Who are the dogs? Coco and River, two beagles. Coco and River, very beautiful beagles. Now, are you having troubles with them? They howl and bark excessively. Oh, no. At each other or just at anything? Sometimes at each other, at any sound, noise, footstep. Voice. Now, if one starts, will the other start? Yes. Ooh. In tandem. So Uh-oh. it's like, woo, woo, woo. And, and is this causing a little uh, stress at home? A lot of stress. What, what did Dad say? Um, I'm moving out. <laughs> Dad's actually moving out. Usually it's get rid of the dog, but yeah. this time it's Dad. Dad wants to move out. Yeah. You don't want that, do you? No. Okay, so we got to figure a solution to this, huh? Yeah, definitely. Vlade is, of course, Animal Radio's Russian dog wizard. When, exclusive Animal Radio. Exclusive to Animal Radio. Because yeah, no one else will pay Russia him. with love. Yeah. You know, <laughs> with rough. What, what do you do with a I couple just, of beagles that are just uh, just, howling and, and barking all the time? The, the other concern is them chewing. Chewing on furniture. They've chewed on a lot of my furniture. Chewed on my wall. Oh, boy. You like... Uh, my um, peed on, my, on, the, on the hardwood floors. Um... So you chewed on, on a bunch of so, stuff. So you, you brought you brought to Victoria those dogs. It's like bringing some patient with ten cuts in all vital organs and wants to stabilize it. Okay. So first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal for you one simple thing. Any behavior problem in dogs, and I believe in the humans world too, yes. reflect just a couple of things. Number one, which is the lack of the discipline, lack of the structures in their life, and number two, not meeting their major needs, which is physical, mental, and social. So you think if these dogs were stimulated mentally more, they may not be barking yes uh, they will be less possibly bark but if they would bark after that whatever she would say would have more meaning because obedience training is is a uh, is uh, building rapport and building the relationship based on her authority so by ta- by making the dog to do something on her terms she's telling them you're i'm the boss and they will obeying her when the time comes that is why obedience training is so important no barking it's easy all what you need to do have the pop can with some pennies Okay. Just to make noise. Just to make noise, yes. Uh, don't shake it because it's not going to work. Uh, after that, set, set the problem up. Ask your son, go on another side of the door and push the doorbell. You push the doorbell or knock, and your dog's going to... You know? Yeah, yeah. So this time, momentarily, toss that can on the floor and make the noise. Ah, boom! They start like this. That's right. <laughs> she told us she's going to do that way. Okay? Let, uh, let me fix it. Ah, okay. And after wow. yes, and and after that you can knock it again. And if they don't bark, you say "Good girls" and give them treats. And after that, if somebody knocks the door or push the doorbell, they barks again. He act uh, with the pop can, or you act with the pop can. Startle them. If they don't bark, you give the cheese. You do it several times. You win a couple of battles. You win the war. Hot, not hot, hot not hot, hot, hot. No, it's not hot. It's, okay. it's hot, hot. Like, uh, yes. Will you give it a try? You give it a try. No, no, no. That was pretty good. That's good. That's good. You have to do it. You look at this. Yeah. You have to do it as you toss. Listen. Boom. And the dog startled, and you say, good girls, good boy, and that's it. Couple of times, you're done with the simple thing. Now, the chewing, make sure, keep your dog in three positions or under your supervision. All the time, mm-hmm. or in the crate, or with you outside. If they choose something in your, in your, uh, under your supervision, toss the pop can on the floor, startle them, 
get their attention, refocusing back on you, and redirect them. Give them something else which you would love him then to chew. chew on. Yes, but make sure, make sure you can give him whatever you want them to chew, but they still want to get mom's slippers or your your husband's uh, whatever pants, whatever they would like to do. So from that time, you have to correct. Startle them. Ah, toss it. Even clap your hands. Once they stop, give him kiss and hug, give them cheese. Two opposite things at the same time, like the doggy mama has. Teeth to bite and lick and tongue to lick. How many times will she have to do this before the dog gets it? Uh, normally it takes three, four times, but she needs to win three, four consecutive times. And the best way to win it, you have to set the problem up. In other words, I'm not going to wait when somebody knocks the door and after they're going to bark and take me off guard. I will say, make my day. You want to do this? Do it now. I want them practice the behavior I don't want them to do on my terms. So you can go home and you can tell dad that he can stay, okay? Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me or the dog the casting call live from West Hollywood on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome back. Kind of a different show today, huh? Yes, it is. It's fun being outside with everybody, though, and looking at all the different people and dogs. You're kind of a people watcher. We don't get out very often. <laughs> we are coming to you live from the It's Me or the Dog casting call in Los Angeles, just off Fairfax, uh, right near Television City. CBS is Television City. Now, of course, It's Me or the Dog airs on Animal Planet. It's going into its second season. And on it, the host is Victoria Stillwell. Okay, go ahead. Get it over with. Yes, there you okay. go. Well, I'm going to not drool too much because <laughs> I understand she is on the phone. Hi, Victoria. How are you doing? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. Where are we calling you today? Um, I'm in England at the moment. Dogs are pretty much the same worldwide, but do you notice that there might be more problems in the U.S. than England uh, with behavior problems because we just like to pamper our animals too much? <laughs> Uh, you know what, it's funny you should ask me that, because I think what I have noticed is that there are more cases of leash aggression in the U.S. The reason being is Britain, um, Britain's leash laws are much more relaxed. So in most public parks, dogs will be off the lead. And, you know, in America, where the leash laws are stronger and dogs have to be on the lead, that causes a lot of frustration. We call it barrier frustration with dogs. Uh, dogs aren't unable to greet each other as easily. Um, it's much harder for a dog to greet when they're on the leash rather than when they're off the leash because they're sort of tied to the owner, as it were, and they sort of lose the ability to act naturally. Mm. So I think uh, I have seen um, uh, more cases of leash aggression in uh, America. How did you start out to be a dog trainer? You kind of fell into it. You didn't start out to do that specifically, did you? No, I started out as an actor, um, and... Always as an actor, you have to have a second string to your bow. So I started the dog walking business. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's a difficult business. So I started uh, a dog walking business. And from there, I met a load of behaviorists and trainers and became really fascinated in what made dogs tick and how the humans could have amazing relationships with a completely different species. And I began, it began to become fascinated with the whole world of it. So I gradually, over the years... Um, left the acting behind and did dog training full-time, and I'm very glad I did because it, it, I think it's one of the most rewarding professions you can do. Well, now you've melded them perfectly. Yes, and I never intended to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was very much, I'm very much into the idea of getting 
the the whole sort of the reward-based training message out to people because for so long, uh, traditional trainers, we've been training our dogs with more dominant theory and you have to be dominant over the dog and get the dog to obey you, make the dog submissive to, to, towards you. And actually we found that it's, it's much better for the dog, much better for the owner if you can train the dog to do something for you because it wants to and not because it's being made to. So, and this isn't a new message. This is a message that's been out there for a very long time, mm-hmm. but the general person doesn't really know about it. So um, I, I see it as my responsibility in these programs to be able to spread the word that training your dog in a positive way is all about fun and play and not about dominance and submission. Very good. Oh, boy, I wish we... Yeah, go ahead. What kind of pets do you have at home? Yeah. I have a uh, five-year-old rescued chocolate Labrador called Sadie and a rescued cat we got her from in New York about seven years ago called Angelica. And we have two fish. And um, I wanted to get a snake, too, but I don't think my husband was too happy about that. <laughs> you wanted the snake. Yes. Like my, 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 my little girl, I have a four-year-old, and she is fascinated with reptiles. So I just wanted to get a smaller a small kind of thing. I know nothing about snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have friends who, who have them. They're very responsible snake owners. So, uh, yeah, maybe. But there might be a few arguments in the household before uh, before I can get a snake in there. There you go. We'll see. <laughs> Victoria, we look forward to seeing a lot more of you in the, well, the next coming year. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very honored to be on this program. And, uh, yeah, everybody watch it because I really think you're going to have a good time. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn coming at you, your party animal. You heard the party animal theme song right there, which is Def Leppard, by the way, acoustic version of their song, Animal, from the Hysteria record, low, so many years ago, 1987, I think. Interesting that I would even start off talking about uh, rock records uh, with where I'm heading. Got together in New York City the other day uh, to uh, meet up with a girlfriend of mine going way back. She shows up with a, she's got a new dog, Puffy. I don't know if it's a, a Diddy thing. I really don't know. Uh, and I immediately accused her of being a Paris Hilton or a Paris Hilton wannabe, rather, to which she deflected and shot back that I was a Rick Springfield wannabe when she first met me. Uh, and, and I used to have a working class dog T-shirt. And she claims I got my first dog because of Rick Springfield's uh, love for dogs, which was, uh, has been something we've uh, fans of his have known for a million years. And I had quite a few things to say to that. One, first and foremost, Rick's got a great new album out, and it's called Venus in Overdrive, and it kicks ass. And if you're a Rick fan, go out and get it. Uh, but two, isn't it funny how we associate certain animals with certain celebrities. I don't think I ever really realized it until today. Here she was with this tiny little dog, and I immediately associated her with Paris Hilton. Uh, She immediately associated me with a certain type of dog with Rick Springfield. Uh, Another friend of ours has a pig, and we're constantly making George Clooney jokes. (laughs) That's not really true. But you do. You associate pigs with George Clooney. Uh, whenever the subject of neutering or spaying comes up, you think Bob Barker. You also think Bob Barker uh, when you think of old men hitting on 25-year-old girls, too. But that's besides the point. Uh, the fact of the matter is celebrities carry such clout in what they could do with a certain uh, animal type. I know back when Michael J. Fox did the voice for Stuart Little, for the longest time he was associated 
in that way. There, and even Mel Gibson back in the day when he did uh, the movie, I'm trying to think of the movie he did right now um, with the chickens and they were trying to make a break for it. Uh, and you associated him with that long before you associated him with DUIs and other horrific stances and beliefs. But these celebrities are linked to there's got to be a board game in this where it, six degrees of animal separation, where you can just kind of link up the specific animal to the specific celebrity. And as far-reaching as you can get, I thought of snakes, and you think of Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell from Escape from New York. There, there, I've got to get in touch with Parker Brothers, because there is a board game in this. And if ever a specific animal is in danger or whatever, you can just associate a celebrity would get a celebrity campaign behind it. And the fans of that celebrity will just come, you know, rushing in. I mean, I mean, look at uh, Siegfried and Roy with the white tigers. And granted, uh, we've discovered they're not the most gentle of creatures. But uh, again, besides the point, let's try to think of some other. I'd love to get emails on this email. Vinny, uh, Vinny at Animal Radio. I'd love to. Send me your lists. I'll follow up on this one. This will be the first ever party animal that I do a part two on it. Part do uh, associate the celebrity with the specific animal and the crazier the animal, the better. If you can get into like ferrets or, or things of that nature and, and who is uh, really associated with them. I know I was watching that show. Um, it's complicated on the E network. Did you you didn't hear that? Uh, Denise Richards. It's complicated her home is a veritable farm they say charlie sheen and her broke up for this reason that reason they had to break up because damn i think she's got pigs she she actually has pigs and associating denise richard with the word pig that's not a big leap let's play the game six degrees of animal separation vinnie penn party animal animal radio Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. 
And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This week we're out of the studio and live in North Hot, excuse me, West, okay, Los Angeles. It's the It's Me or the Dog casting call. Looking for unruly dogs. Now, just because we're out here doesn't mean our dream team of experts can't answer your questions. They're here at your disposal, as they are every week. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Yeah, this is Jim. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Well, that sounds like a nice place. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you can convince us. As long as the cats stay off the kitchen counters, I'm happy. You know. Oh, you're having a problem with the cats on the kitchen counters, huh? Yeah, yes, very much. Tables, you know, anywhere I like to put food, I don't like cats or dogs, as far as that goes. How? And, <laughs> you don't like cats, is that what you said? No, not on the table. Oh, not on the counter or the table, okay. Yeah, right. Where food is. Uh, how long are they? How old are the cats? Oh, uh, well... Well, yeah, the ones that are the, the problem, they're a year, year and a half. Yeah. How many of them are there that are There's doing two? two that are... Yeah. And one one is probably about six years old. I actually got her off a farm. She's a pretty nice cat, but I think she's getting bad habits treated. And the other one's a Siamese, and that's the problem, child. Ah, the problem child getting up on the counters there. Okay, well, this is something that we even battle with here at the studios at Animal Radio, and Judy's an expert with this. You've tried several things. Some things work, some things don't, and some things work for some cats that don't work for other cats. Mm -hmm. Well, there needs to be something that happens when they get up there. And you can do make something that scares them. You can have like a, a can of compressed air and squirt it when they get up on the counter. You need them to associate something bad when they get up on the counter. You can also try the you know old standby the squirt water old the squirt bottle squirt bottle yeah uh-huh, and squirt them with water when they get up there. Or you can get a soda can, throw some pennies in it, tape the top, and when they get up on the counter, throw the the can not at the cat but on the counter. Just to make noise. Just to make noise. And they need to associate something bad. Uh, you can also find some products out there. There's scat mats. It's a mat that you put up there. And I guess it gives them a little shock on their little feet when they jump up on the counter. Oh. So there's a lot of things you can try. You can try uh, putting aluminum foil on the counter. They jump up there. They don't like that. They don't like the noise. They don't like the feel. And you just got to be consistent. I know I used to have a cat when uh, I would open the front door, I could hear him jumping off the table. <laughs> he, he would never do it while I was home. What do you keep on your counter? Well, nothing. You know, just really nothing. It's just a toaster and mm-hmm. like everybody else, probably counter, you know, a microwave and, and there's really, but well, there is a little garbage thing up there. And then if you got, well, you're talking about squirting and all that, that's, that's good, but this cat's clever. She knows she ain't <laughs> supposed to be up there. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you even move in the living room, 
Uh, she knows you're coming. She's gone. Let, you know. Let me ask you this question because this was the problem that we had here at the studios. Right over the counter was a window, and the cat was going to the window to look at other cats outside the window. Is is that the situation there? I, I want to know what's bringing your cat up to the counter. Is it that garbage? I don't know. I mean, we've had other cats over the years also that done the same thing. Um, uh, my wife would put up uh, two-faced tape, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of a nuisance, you know, for us, actually. Right. You know, and, uh, but, you know, like the, like the kitchen table, there's nothing on there but usually papers and a centerpiece, you know, that they just, you know how cats are. They're curious. <laughs> but, you know, and they gotta, they got to learn to stay off, I guess, some people don't mind that, but I do, you know, and that's... Uh, yeah, other than closing them out of the room when you're not there, that's uh, it's a tough call. you got to definitely make it annoying every time they go up there. That Siamese, she's, she's pretty creative. I mean, she even gets into loaves of bread, which I've never <laughs> seen a cat do that. You know, I mean, what the... What? I mean, they... Uh, well, there you are, you know. What is she looking for in the bread? Who knows? I mean, I maybe it looks like food. I don't know. She's she's kind of like a dog as far as when it comes to eat. You know, anything she eats, anything. You know, and, and uh, she just reminds me of a dog. You know, dogs are. I mean, they do anything for food. Sure. I, I think this cat would do anything for food also. Where our other the other two cats? Well, they're 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 kind of finicky. You know, they they don't really care to get into weird stuff. Yeah, get that in the butt as early as you can so it doesn't become a trained habit for them and whenever you see them show them you disapprove and redirect their attention to maybe a cat toy or some catnip when they get off the counter if if they're one of those cats that you can walk up and say you're not supposed to be on the counter and they hop off go ahead and uh, give them accolades for getting off the counter good good boy yeah. Then know that you approve of them not being on the counter and that you disapprove of them being on the counter. And other than sure. that, I give the scat mat a try there. Judy says it. She's tried all of these things. So if she says it works, it works. Scat mat oh, or foil? Okay. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or you. An Australian woman was recently sentenced to nine months of community service for smuggling protected fish from Asia in her dress. 45-year-old Sharon Naismith was caught in a Melbourne airport trying to smuggle the fish. Customs officers reportedly heard flipping noises coming from her clothes and conducted a search. In a specially made apron under her dress, they found 15 plastic bags filled with water and fish, one rare Asian arowana that Customs said was worth tens of thousands of dollars, and 14 catfish. Naismith, who had just arrived from Singapore, pleaded guilty to a charge of attempting to import regulated wildlife. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. What is that doggy in the window? Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. Whether you call them mutts or hybrids or mixed breed dogs are definitely one of the most beloved pets we have. But how do you know what the mix is in your mixed breed dog? Most importantly, does it really matter? Until recently, most people could only guess as to their pet's ancestry. But the mapping of the canine genome has now given scientists new tools to help answer some of pet owners' questions about their pet's roots. 
Although most people are content with the love and affection their mutt gives them, a recent survey shows that 60% of dog owners would welcome the knowledge that would help them better understand their mixed breed pets. The Wisdom Panel DNA test for mixed breed dogs enables some of these owners to find out some of these answers. This new analysis is a comprehensive DNA-based test that uses very unique breed-specific DNA markers. With a small amount of blood drawn by your veterinarian, the Wisdom Panel can determine your pet's unique ancestry. According to Mars Veterinary, the Wisdom Panel has the ability to identify 134 different dog breeds in your pet's past with 84% accuracy. That's pretty good. So what does all this mean for you? Knowing the breed risk for various diseases, could this test predict that your pet would develop cancer or kidney failure? Dr. Lowell Ackerman, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist and noted author, says that the test is really more for entertainment than for medical or diagnostic purposes. It should not be used to try to link a disease process to a pet because of its ancestry. And what about the legal implications? Could an insurance company deny coverage to you because of your dog's ancestry? To date, this has not been an issue, but it does raise some serious questions. Is it possible that you might have to move because your mixed mutt has some Rottweiler in it? There's even a DNA fingerprinting test using a cheek swab just like you see on CSI. Scientists can often gather enough DNA to create a DNA fingerprint for your pet. If you want to know more about your pet's genetic background, ask your family veterinarian about something called the Wisdom Panel. After a simple blood test, you can expect results back in a few weeks. The test usually costs between $100 and $200 and may reflect your veterinarian's involvement in interpretation of the test. All in all, the Wisdom Panel could be a fun way of taking a new look at the family pet. You should remember that there are limitations to this test. It will likely not provide any concrete evidence of medical or behavioral issues. If you have concern about breed-specific diseases or problems, talk with your veterinarian. There are specific DNA tests available for many hereditary diseases in dogs. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, your Beverly Hills Chihuahua tickets. 1-866-405-8405. These are advanced screening tickets. Yes, you can't just go to the movies yet. It's not out. It comes out October 3rd. The Chihuahuas will rise October 3rd. But you can get these tickets to the advanced screening in 20 cities exclusively from Animal Radio. All the details in just about four or five minutes. Now, we're live from the It's Me or the Dog casting call. It's in West Hollywood at the uh, Barkin' Bitches Pet Boutique. I haven't had a chance to walk around in there, but it looks, <laughs> it looks interesting. Uh, if you want to learn more, if you want to get in on the casting call, let's say you don't live in Los Angeles or you can't be here today or you can't be in Atlanta or any of the other places they're casting, head on over to itsmeorthedog.com. You'll get all the information there. Now, Blade, just before the break, 
you were introduced to a challenge here. Oh yeah, he challenged me like that. He said, you know what, I've been around long enough, that I have Vladi, I mean, that doesn't just work. I said, listen, you know what, you challenge me like the Bush challenging the Putin, I take that challenge. Now, Hassan, you, you've been working with Vlade for about 10 minutes right now. What What's happened so far? Yeah, well, um, there's uh, Bubu sitting here and um, his other dog, I don't know his name or her name, uh, sitting here. He's not really focusing on the other dog so much. Got to get him to sit and stay. You know, he's still a little bit nervous, but he's this dog isn't a threat to him anymore. Down. Oh, they're actually touching each other right yeah. now. Yeah, they both lay down next to each other. Bobo's looking over to me, seeing if everything is okay, and the other dog is just cool and relaxed. Very cool. <laughs> like I told you, once you go Russian, any dog will stop fussing. Ah, uh, there you go. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Vladi. Also, Doctor Debbie is on the way with your medical questions, and now. It's time. I have for you advanced screening tickets to Walt Disney's Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Or as they put here, Chihuahua. 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 I have advanced screening tickets. It's going on in 20 cities across the U.S. I have your tickets for you. If you're not in one of the cities that it's happening in, that's okay. We have gifts for you, too. Call right now, 1-866-405-8405 to pick up your passes to the advanced screening of Beverly Hills Chihuahua. 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 Exclusively from Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. A British documentary has set the cat among the pigeons in the elite world of show dogs. The BBC program called Pedigree Dogs Exposed blames generations of inbreeding by owners desperate to win in the show ring as being the cause of so many dogs now suffering painful diseases such as spinal defects, heart problems and even having skulls too small to contain their brains. In the documentary, Britain's Kennel Club chairman Ronnie Irving admits having bred grandfather to granddaughter of his own border terriers a mating that genetics experts say is illegal among humans and should be in dogs. In the United States, Pennsylvania's Governor Ed Rendell is pushing for tougher dog laws which would have prevented two Berks County kennel owners from shooting dead 80 dogs. County wardens had ordered the men to provide veterinary care for 39 of the animals for flea and fly bites. Instead, Alma and Ammon Zimmerman shot their dogs, which is allowed under current laws, and reportedly plan to restock their breeding facility with new dogs. The proposed law changes would make it illegal for anyone but a veterinarian to euthanise dogs and commercial breeding kennels and would also improve housing requirements such as doubling the size of cages and also they must have solid floors and provide outdoor exercise for animals. A Texas couple has made news around the world after a police officer allegedly delayed their emergency dash to a vet. The pair admit they were speeding, 95 miles per hour, on the road outside San Marcos, but when they told the officer that their poodle was choking to death, he told them, quote, chill out, it's just a dog, you can get another one. Sadly, by the time the officer eventually wrote out a speeding ticket, which for some inexplicable reason took 20 minutes, by then the tiny poodle was dead. Texas police have since dropped the ticket and say that the officer involved will be counselled. New York police are looking for a missing pet, 
a two-headed turtle which was stolen from a Brooklyn pet store. Owner Sean Casey said it did take police some time to believe him that he wasn't joking and that the two-headed turtle indeed lived in a tank in the window and hadn't been for sale. Two-headed turtles are rare, but their chances of survival are better in captivity if their owners understand that the extra head makes normal swimming and diving extremely dangerous. Casey is offered a $1,000 reward, and the police hunt has been bolstered by neighbourhood kids who want their favourite turtle back in the tank. Speaking of weird animals, a tiny cat called Yoda has a huge fan base in Downers Grove, Illinois, thanks to his extrasensory hearing power. Little Yoda has four air flaps instead of two. Ted and Valerie Rock adopted the tiny grey kitten from a neighbourhood bar on the south side of Chicago, where patrons figured that the runt of the litter with the extra ears was actually a devil cat or had evil powers. However, far from being on the dark side, little Yoda enjoys perfect health and hearing. His owners only fear that someone might try to catnap their four-eared wonder. And lastly, a man claiming he got a three-yard-long tapeworm after eating undercooked fish is suing a Chicago restaurant. Anthony Franz claims he fell violently ill after eating a salmon salad and later passed the giant parasite. However, parasitologists say it's unlikely the monster tapeworm came from the salad. For one, to reach three yards in length, it was more likely to have been ingested some years earlier. And two, you'd think you'd have noticed it amongst the lettuce leaves. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up. I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We are uh, coming to you live from Barkin' Bitches in Los Angeles. Won't be able to stay that much longer. So no, this is the last show for you. Coming to you live from the It's Me or the Dog casting call. We've seen some... Some pretty unruly dogs here today, and of course, Vladi's repairing them. And you know, as Vladi says, America has the most unruly dogs all over the world. So does Victoria Stillwell. She's worked <laughs> on both sides of the pond. I, I guess it's true. We have some bad dogs here. Maybe it's because we love them so much. one 405 8405 is the number. Dr. Debbie's taking her calls, as usual. Uh, hi, Dr. Debbie. I wish you could be here with us. Oh, yeah. Well, I sure see my share of bad dogs in my practice so i i agree there's no shortage of uh behavior problems and they're usually created by us owners and, and that is truly the 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 root of most of these things yeah as Vladi says we're the ones that are uh, yes. that need to be corrected uh let's go to the phone so true hi who is this this is casey casey yeah hey casey how you doing ah uh, i'm doing all right how are you very good sounds like you're driving well, kind of, yeah. Where are you now? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Okay, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hello, well, Dr. Hi, Casey. Debbie. How you doing? Well, hey. I'm doing fabulous. Hi. Well, that's good to hear. I've got a seven-year-old Blue Healer German Shepherd mix, and about a week ago, she'd come up, just developed a bald spot on her uh, mm-hmm. right rear hip, and it, it just... She scratched at it for a day or so, and it, it's not bald spot. She's not been scratching at it any longer, but it's still just bald as it could be. And that's, uh, you know, we're about a week, maybe a week and a half down the road now. It doesn't seem to be improving. 
or getting worse. Okay. And um, so she was pretty bothered by it originally, though? Uh, yeah. In fact, when I first noticed it, uh, you know, a lot of dogs, you can scratch upon the belly and such, and they'll kick their legs. Uh-huh. She's never been one to do that. And she did there for just a couple of days, right, when I noticed that bald spot. Her skin is kind of crawl when you kind of, you know, pet her across her back. Uh-huh. And okay. all that stopped within just a couple of days, but the bald spot's still there. All right. Well, where, where did you say you were calling from, Casey? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, all right. And um, has Casey ever had any kind of skin problems in the past that you can ever recall? No, she never has. Never has. All right. Well, that scratch reflex that you're describing, and we look for that a lot of times with dogs as a sign that they're having intense itching, and and that can definitely be from a lot of different things, whether we're talking about an allergy or an infection. And, and I guess I'd have one more question for you, kind of before we go any further. Is has Casey had any kind of vaccinations recently? Any kind of shots of any sort? Uh, no, she hasn't. Had a rabies shot about three months ago. Okay, three months ago. The reason I ask that is just there is an occasional um, situation where a pet can have a little bald spot that develops at the site of the rabies shot um, or some other vaccines. Um, it can happen with other injections as well, but sometimes we'll see that on the right leg because a lot of veterinarians give the rabies shot in that area. So that's a possibility, but gosh, I just don't think that would really make uh, Casey very itchy or scratchy. Um, and you're, you're calling from Texas, but do you travel to other states as well? Yeah, we're, we drive a truck. She gets to go all over the country, so naturally she's exposed to a lot of different things. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's the other thing is that, you know, you're going through so many different states, and in Texas there's a lot of uh, problems with fleas um, and a lot of potentials for parasites, so things such even as ticks, and um, those can definitely cause some problems where we can see itching and scratching. Um, the other potentials we could have even like a hot spot. And uh, have you ever heard of that before? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Never yeah. seen it or dealt with it, but... Um, yeah, and hotspots hot are kind of interesting things, and it's kind of a layman's term, and, you know, it's mostly, we, we describe it as saying that it's, like it's a hot area, you know, it's hot with inflammation or infection, and, um, and sometimes that truly is the case. Um, with a hotspot, we can actually see that from an infection or an allergy that starts it off, and it's an area where um, the pet is very scratchy, very itchy. Um, we'll even see some moist um, crusting in the area, so, you know, if you kind of look at it, it's like a big scabby area, and the hair might even come out of that uh, area very easily with just mild plucking. So that might be something. And if that's the case, we really need to get Casey on some antibiotics, um, see about getting that area cleaned up, um, you know, maybe some medicated shampoos. Um, so I don't know if you have that ability. Is, is Casey pretty much up for any kind of uh, bathing, uh, any kind of topical things? Have you ever had to try that before? Uh, no, you know, she's never really had any sort of issues whatsoever, but uh, she, you know, still takes a fastball and just fine and all that. So, I don't know. I guess my question was, is this something you'd recommend I go ahead and take her into a veterinarian for her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this is, you know, especially since you described that it was bothering her so bad. Um, anything that starts off that way, you know, when our pets start telling us and, and having such a drastic change in their behavior and, you know, 
focusing on that area, then I'd say, yeah, definitely, there's something there we need to address. And hopefully it's just something where we can try with antibiotics or anti-itching, allergy medicines. There's so many things that we have out there um, that we can help. Um, so I would say that definitely that would be the first step. And uh, from there, I would uh, you know definitely look to see if there's anything parasite-wise. And I'm assuming with Casey, you're traveling, she on heartworm prevention and flea and tick prevention? Uh, she's not really on anything. She developed this. We were, had just left the house uh, out in New Mexico. And uh, I don't know, I thought uh, it might have been a, something where she got too much protein or something. Uh, a lot of times when at home, she gets to eat what I eat rather than dog food. She'll eat a lot of steak. Oh, no, I don't like want to hear that. about that. <laughs> that's, that, that. That's like ringing in veterinary ears right now. <laughs> but actually, really? you did say one, you said one thing. When when you said she's not really on any heartworm prevention, I've got to stop you there. And I'm going to be a crusader for Casey's health right now. And I think you really need to see about getting her on some prevention. So go get that skin thing looked at. But heartworm disease is carried by mosquitoes. This is peak season in the summertime, pretty much Every state has it, and all it takes is one bite of a mosquito to pass that. So I would definitely encourage you. I know you called about the skin thing, but I'm going to put my commercial in for her and to make sure we keep her healthy and protected. So uh, Good I'll words. Do your I, best on getting that. Yeah, you might as well do it anyway. You're going to the vet anyway. Ask them about protection, uh, heartworm and uh, flea, and whatever you need for wherever you're traveling, okay? That's what we're going to do. I thank you so much. Thanks. Drive carefully. We appreciate your call. One, All right, thank you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Coming to you live from Barkin' Bitches in Los Angeles. Don't forget your Beverly Hills Chihuahua tickets. They come out of the radio in just a few minutes. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass, and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal people is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. 
1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're coming to you live this weekend from the It's Me or the Dog casting call. Of course, that's the Animal Planet hit series with Victoria Stilwell, trainer. Uh, uh, Vlade is the male counterpart of the... Uh, of the what? Of the dog training world. Oh, okay. I mean, if you, you got Vlade uh, for the girls, he's, he's, he's an attractive man. You know, I, I heard Vlade mention earlier that he was uh, going to challenge Caesar Milan. Challenge Caesar Milan. Yes, that's sort of like an alpha dog thing to do. Yes, that's. Uh, what, let's get it, Vladdy. What, what, what is he doing? Is he? Is he I don't is know he, where he is. Yeah, I'm just helping the people in the back. Hey, Vladdy, how you doing? Oh, good, 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 good. I heard some intelligent uh, rumors. So, Vladdy was challenging someone. You know, that's partially true. You know, don't get me wrong. I like Caesar Milan. Have a tremendous respect for him. Uh huh. But uh, you know what? I think. You think it's going to benefit for all pet owners across America. I think America is already ready for the new Caesar Milan. It's going to be rational. Now, well, what's going to make you better than Caesar Milan? Uh, what, what? What's going to make you better than Caesar Milan? Uh, what's going to be better than the Caesar Milan? I think I can put this information in um, such entertaining way. Because, you see, America is entertaining culture. You guys turn even churches in entertainment. <laughs> and I think I damn good do it good. See, I can present the things, but I'm going to present it in entertaining well, uh, way. But I also have a system. I have a doctrining system that is the first and only United States patent painting system for its effectiveness. I have a behavioral training. In other words, I do teach the dogs sit, stay, calm down. I do teach the dogs how to do this and that. But I'm using those techniques, doctrining techniques, as the tool to get to that. And my techniques is based on the doggy mama language, which I learned from my mute and deaf doctrining mentor. You saw the magic of the dog wizard just in, in, um, in the studio, not in the studio outside. You should have seen this, folks. I'll tell you, I wish it wasn't radio. Yes, everybody's mouth just dropped uh, yes. at the transformation of And I'm dog. delivering these miracles all the time. I mean, I just came in Los Angeles. What is the great, great city? But I, I came from Detroit, which I also love, and uh, I really I, I miss them already. Michigan and Detroit. I have uh, so much followers and fans. Michigan was crying, and they just wished me good luck, and they knew I would be successful here in Los Angeles. But then, what I'm telling you, um, I was delivering that miracle over the course of the uh, last seven, eight years, which I was living in Michigan. So they know why when the Vladi talks, everyone is listening. Now, if you want Vladi to create some miracles for you right now at one 405 8405 give me a holler. Say your dog has a little separation anxiety or perhaps it's uh, aggressive, biting other dogs. Perhaps it's just being a... A dog. <laughs> a dog. Vlade will help you with that, and his techniques not only are useful for you and your dog, but they're useful for you and your husband yes, or I you want, and your I, wife. I want women out there to listen and take notes on this. You can apply this in your everyday life. And let me tell you one of the, one, one of the quick tips. Listen, ladies, you know, your husband or your boyfriend is no better than your dog. Testing and challenging is the natural part of being human of the dog. And if you not prevent this now, you will pay the price down the road. What I learned a lot of my clients, ladies, they gave a lot to everyone. Husbands, boyfriends, kids, they did not expect anything in return. This is the wrong way to run any relationship. Listen, ladies, you know, if you don't pick up the leash in the relationship with your boyfriend's husband or your dog, they will pick up the leash. Every leash has two ends. If you don't pick one end, somebody will pick up another end. Today it's dog, tomorrow it's going to be your boyfriend, husband, whatsoever. This is the law of life.
Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Have you ever been frustrated while trying to take a picture of your pet? They're sitting there looking so cute. You pick up your camera and they run away, jump out of the frame, or try to play with you, or maybe even attack the camera. Pet photographer Ian White suggests choosing a background that works well with your pet. For example, if you have a black lab, he'll show up better on a light-colored blanket. Pets model the best when they're a little tired and after a meal. Let them fall asleep on the selected background and then alert them with a treat or a squeaky toy. Be ready with that camera. Try to take the photo from eye level, which may mean lying on your stomach or having your pet up on a bed or furniture. Good luck. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We're not. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio. We're live from the It's Me or the Dog casting call, West Hollywood. Barking bitches. I won't be able to say that much longer because we're no. almost out of here. That's right. This is your only chance. Just get it in now while you can. And we're jumping into the line. We're, we're seeing uh, quite a bunch of unruly dogs and some really PO'd uh, owners, guardians. But that's, what we're, it's good. that's a good thing for today. Yeah, it is because that's exactly what we're looking right. for today. What's your name? Taylor. And what's your name? Peter. Peter and Taylor, are you a couple? No, no, this is my daughter. This is, okay. <laughs> and who's the dog here? This is Bungie, Bungalow J. Whitman III. Bungie, and Bungie has uh, an Elizabethan collar, one of these uh, cones around his head. What's the deal there? Well, Bungie has uh, a very uh, anxious problem where he, where if we, he doesn't wear the collar, he'll li- he'll he'll lick his um, his paw all the way down to the bone. Oh, sort of an obsessive compulsive disorder of some sort. Very much so. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Is this causing problems between you and your dad? No, I mean it's causing problems between my dad and his fiance. Uh oh. What's happening at home? Well, the dog is very anxious, so the dog follows um, my fiance around constantly. So if we wanted to have a, a conversation or whatever, we can't shut the door without the dog howling, barking, you know, uh, you know, scratching at the door. Uh, also, um, Bungie has to be in the in the uh, in the mix always. Like if when I come home or my fiance comes home and I give her a hug or a kiss, the dog will growl and bark at me because I'm taking over back all the time. So it's very very much, you know, it's very 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 difficult. And has she while. given you an ultimatum yet? Your fiance? No, yeah. it's the other way around because it's her dog. So I'm doing oh. I'm doing this for her actually. So we're trying to get some trying to get some help for for Bungie because he is very. OCD. Now, have you watched It's Me or the Dog? Uh, I have heard of it. I have not seen it yet, but we are definitely going to check it out tonight. Just between you and me, okay? Oh, here he goes again. The trainer, Victoria Stillwell, she's a hottie. Is that right? Oh, don't tell, don't tell my fiance. Yeah, I'm just saying. Keep that quiet. Well, huh? yeah. <laughs> you use the guys as dog trainer, uh-huh. and then you know you just enjoy. Uh, okay. Enjoy the view. That's too. that's okay. why you're glued to the TV because it's the dog training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, for the ladies, of course, there's Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. What would you do in this kind of situation? Uh, can I ask you one simple question? Is it happening all the time or just when you leave the house? Or It's happening all the time. It's a, it's a constant thing where if we take this off and we're at home, we know that he's there licking. So 
Okay. Yeah. So let's uh, let's well, maybe we'll fix that dog too. No, I I, I I gave the word not fixing. Yeah, dogs, we were yeah. told from the producers if it's me or the dog, we can't fix too many dogs today because yes. that just defeats the whole yes. purpose. But what would I do if I were you? So what I would do, I would take these things off, and after that, I will teach the dog, I will give the dog some another work to do. So I think your dog is just you know uh, some board has nothing else to do and just looking for some trouble. I also believe your dog do have uh, some problem. I look in their eyes, look missing, yeah, and I see a lot of anxiety and a lot of insecurity. So what I would do, see, that's right. Uh, the dog's yes. confirming that. Yes, yeah, yes, confirming right. that. Yes, and what would I, yes, I, I have this type of the look. So what I would do, I would build that confidence for the obedience training. Uh, did you attend any any classes for the dog training, the I guess? The dog has been through training, yes. There's an, actually, we have had um, a dog trainer uh, that comes over to the house. However, so far, no, no luck. So I, I don't see that dog hasn't been trained uh, so far, uh, at least at, at, to my standards. Uh, he's pulling, not doing anything. So in other words, that's what would I do? I would make sure I would be focusing my, um, this dog attention on me all the time and uh, I, you know, licking and biting itself is not part of the walking. So every time the dog tried to snap itself, I would snap him. Okay? And every, dog, every time the dog will not snap himself, I would gonna give him cheese or kalbasa. Okay. Yes, she will kalbasa. Uh, cheese or kalbasa? kalbasa? That sounds good for me too. Yeah, Pol- <laughs> Polish kalbasa would work good. You know, with the vodka, with the Russian vodka. Yes. But yeah. yeah, but but the serious is, you know, I gotta work with the dog, and he every time he's uh, look itself, I'm going to snap the leash. Every time when he does, I'm gonna give him kalbasa. He's not the stupid. He could fig- figure out very quickly what it is. I would also maybe spray on his paws some chew deterrent. I probably would use a fui. And if it will not work, I maybe would be chopping. You know, jalapeno. Sorry for my Michigan accent. I just no, came I from Michigan. God bless you. What yeah. did you say? What is jalapeno? No, Jalapeno <laughs> pepper. You know, jalapeno pepper. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. If you're gonna chop this pepper, you're gonna put it in the bottle and, and shake it. It's going to be even more t- wow. distasteful. Maybe uh-huh. spray it. But but let me tell you even something more than that. I like to do upfront strike. It's kind of Russian way. So I'm going to do instead of just spraying and waiting for that moment. And when he's going to lick himself, I'm going to have a cotton, cotton, cotton. Cotton, What was that? Cotton. 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 Uh, Thank you. Thank you for translation. And I would spray this uh, on this cotton and touch his lips. So I'm going to up front let him know that taste is very bad. And after spraying his paw. So he's going to sniff these things and he said, you know, oh, I know what it is because he already had that bad experience. Uh Okay, but at the same time, I'm gonna give him job to do because he's bored, he's an exercise, he's like, uh, like some people on welfare, he's just looking for trouble. <laughs> okay, so give him work to do instead of he looking for the trouble and have to make you go nuts. Yeah. Okay, that's what my approach would be. Oh, very simple, very very unique approach there. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. I hope that helps a little bit, but if it does work. Don't let these casting producers know, or they'll never put you yeah, on the show. No, no doubt. Now, um, do you have to wear those bunny ears? Or? It's the second comment about the bunny ears today. Yeah, it's how I get a radio signal. Is that ears <laughs> yeah. around there? I just I came from. I just came from Michigan, and I just thought in Los Angeles that type. Of that was normal, especially yeah. around West Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Animal Radio Network.